Hi, this is Pastor Melvin. And I'm Evangelist Felicia. And this is A Fruitful Conversation. Conversation. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, Pastor. And Merry Christmas, everyone. We want to say Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Merry Christmas. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We give God all the praise as we pause to celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yes. We also want to thank our listeners out there and just continue to encourage everyone if you were to download our podcast, we are on iTunes podcast, and we are also now on the Google platform. You can just Google us all together, A Light for Christ. Just download the podcast and please subscribe because it is our goal to reach the masses for Christ and you can help us do just that. And with this being Christmas, Pastor, the thought that came to my mind and to my heart is that it's left up to the Christians to keep the Christ in Christmas. Yeah, absolutely. Those who are serious about Jesus Christ to remember this day for what it is because you have a lot of people out there who are not with Christ. I think it's because if we're not careful, this commercialization of Christmas will become, and really the enemy is using it in an attempt to make it become the underlying theme of what December 25th is all about. We're allowing the world to keep us from proclaiming Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. It's almost like, in a sense, this political correctness is making some of us ashamed to say, I'm a believer and I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. We got to be very careful because uh, the Word of God tells us in Luke chapter 9, verse 26, if anyone is ashamed of me and my words, the Son of Man will be ashamed of him when he comes in his glory and in the glory of the Father and of the holy angels. And so what's happening here is that this is a warning from Christ, spoken by Christ himself, because he knew, again, he foreknew that this, this particular day, even that we're living in, was going to be coming. And so he was letting us know that if you're ashamed of me, if you get caught up in this political correctness and you don't proclaim Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you got a problem. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, because see, you should not be ashamed uh, to proclaim Jesus Christ. That's right. But we have that in this day and age. We have it. We have, we have it. Uh, and I tell you this, the adversary... He's not ashamed of anything. Not at all. We see a lot of boldness with uh, people with anything they want to do. Yeah, yeah. But when it comes to the Christian, you know, we're ashamed. Yeah, yeah. When I'm talking to a Christian and they don't have that joy, and when they talk about how, oh, I'm not going to do this and I don't do that no more and I don't do this, well, what do you think you're going to do when you get to heaven? What you going to tell Jesus? You're going to say, you know what? I don't know, they, they commercialized Christmas so much that I got tired of celebrating the fact that you came and gave your life to die so that I can be reconciled with the Father in heaven. I don't want that to be me. I'm going to celebrate and give God the glory and praise, not just this day, but every day. I mean, we should be excited when we just hear the name of Jesus Christ. It should just conjure up in us an excitement that is contagious. People that are around us, they should say, what is it that she have or he has? I want that. 
I want what they have because they have a excitement and all of these things that, that's going on around them seem like they should be down and in the dumps or, or tired or stressed out. But instead, they mention this name of Jesus Christ. They just get excited. You know, Pastor, I remember Reverend, Reverend mm. Moore, who's gone on to be with the Lord. I mean, you would just see him. All you had to do was mention Jesus. And he started getting happy, uh, talking about the day that when God was going to come and take him and how he was going to be so excited. And, and I used to look at him and just be in amazement. Yeah, well, he understood that, you know, there's more to our existence than just being here on this earth. That's right, Pastor. You know, and this is uh, something that many people have seemed to forget, that there's more to our existence than even being on this earth. We have an eternity that we're going to face. And where we are in that eternity will be determined by what we do here. Even if you look at this word that was our focus scripture in the book of Luke chapter 9, even if we look at verse 25 ahead of 26, verse 25 it says, What good is it for a man to gain the whole world and yet lose or forfeit his very self? Yeah. I'm sure there are some Christmas trees that just have an overflowing of gifts and everybody is temporarily happy because they got what they want. Right. You know, there are many people out there who uh, are going into debt this year and they never even got out of debt from last Christmas. That's right. That's right. And they're going into debt even more. Yeah, but you know what? We're talking about the greatest gift that was ever given to man. I think everybody should should wrap up a beautiful box every Christmas and put it up under the tree. And when you get ready to open up all your gifts, let that be your first gift that you open up. And when you open that up, let it be John 3:16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, Amen. that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have an everlasting life. And then you realize that, you know what, no matter what we amass here on this earth, we got to give it up. We can't take it with us. We're going to a place where all of your materialism, and it don't matter where you are on the social status. It doesn't matter if you leave here in a 14 karat gold casket or a wooden box. The same destiny awaits us all. And it's called that date with death. That's going to happen. Amen. No way around it. And that's why we needed a savior to rescue us from the, the grips of death. And we can have that eternal life through Jesus Christ. Yeah, and that's why we should celebrate because, see, what Christmas really represents is, uh, first of all, is the promise of God that uh, he will be with us. He is with us and he will bring us through if we stay with him. It's the gift of hope. Mm-hmm. You know, hope is something. When you have the gift of hope, you know, it's like you can visualize something happening and you want it to happen, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And it can happen. And that's where a joy comes in. Yeah. yeah. The joy comes in. When you have hope, you have joy. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's yeah. that inner peace mm-hmm. that's not based on what is happening around you. Mm-hmm but it's based on what's happening in you. That's right. Well, when you have a relationship with God, yes, then you will have that joy. 
Amen. That joy, knowing that he is with you, knowing that he is going to bring you out. And then when you have that, I tell you, the whole world can be falling down around you. But yet with you, it'll be greater. Right. Yeah. You know, it's unexplainable. And that's what that's that's what people don't understand. Because people can say, well, wow, how can they how can they be so excited? You know, what what is what is with all of that? It don't take all of that. You know, we even let the world tell us it doesn't take all of that when we are celebrating or excited talking about Jesus Christ. We get excited. We've had the world tell us now it don't take all of that or, you know, we don't want to offend this one or offend that. How are you offending someone when you're talking about what God did for you? You know what I'm yeah. saying? I mean, yeah. you know what? If you're offended by what God did for me, I'm sorry. I'm not going to be ashamed of my father. I'm not going to be ashamed of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to still proclaim what God did for me. I'm not going to be concerned about you being offended. Offended? Because God put his healing touch on my life? Because God provided for your family? Because the Lord opened up a door for you when it seemed like all the doors was closed and you and don't say praise the Lord. Shame on us. That's what I say. Yeah, what we have to learn is this. We have to start looking at what are some of the things that make us ashamed, you know? That's a good point, Pastor. Yeah, what, what, what are some of the things that make us ashamed to just be bold for Christ? I can tell you a couple of things. All First right. of all, you know, there's fear of the world. Yeah. Okay, that's one thing. Yeah, you know, and uh, another one. one, Yeah, I give you a bigger one. You know, it's the desire to be in sin. Well, yeah, that's even bigger. You're right. You're right. Yeah, Yeah. that's right. Yeah, want to have it both ways. You want to have it both ways, like Burger King. Yeah, Yeah, have it your way. Yeah, that don't work. Yeah, Yeah, that don't work. Yeah, you're right. That's that's right because people want to really stay where they are. Yeah. So what happens is because of what we're doing in our lives. We can't be bold in proclaiming our love for Jesus Christ because those of us who are truly believers and and followers of Christ, we know that there is an accountability. There's an accountability of our life. And so that conviction sets in. And so our, our voice get quieter and quieter because we're not living according to the ways of the Lord. So when someone challenges us or say something, we just, we, I can't say anything. Then we say, I can't judge. Do you see? Right. And I, you know, I want to make that point because we have people say that so much that nobody's calling out anything that's wrong now. Right. We just look at people and say, I can't judge. You know, I'm going to make this point. Judging is when you don't know something to be factual. Right. That's a judgment call. Right. You make a judgment call. I'm sitting at the the Red Lobster and I'm having lunch with my cousin, but Sister A or Sister B, Brother C just comes in and, and see me sitting there and having this conversation. And when we get ready to depart, they see my cousin that they don't know give me a, a, a big hug and a, and a kiss on the jaw. The next thing you know, the the grapevine is going. Oh, did you see her in the Red Lobster? And he kissed her, only to find out that that was my cousin. Now, that's judging. That's judging. But when it's not judging is when you know something to be factual. You know it to be factual. In other words, we can look in the Bible and see that something that is happening and occurring around us 
is not in line with the word of God. We're supposed to go to our brother or our sister and point that out to them based on the word of God. That's not judging. Right. It makes me think of a story uh, that I heard. And it was about a man who uh, was a city inspector. Uh, he was a fire marshal uh, in the little town, a little town. And uh, he went to church and he got saved. Everybody knew old George by his old pickup truck, you know, because uh, they couldn't afford to give him a city vehicle. So, he, you know, they knew George by his old pickup truck. Okay. Well, one day old George was doing an inspection at one of the buildings in the city, and it just happened to be a bar. Okay. And uh, a church sister came and saw that truck in front of the bar, and she couldn't wait for Sunday service. <laughs> Sunday service came, and she uh, did the announcements, and, and they were raising money for something, and that gave her the opportunity to just turn on Brother George. Okay. He said, Brother George, I certainly hope you can contribute to this <laughs> because I saw where you were. I saw your truck in front of that bar. Remember, he's a fire marshal, so he was inspecting the place. Right. He had to. Okay. But, you know, she didn't see it that way. You know, yeah, I, I, I know what you're doing in there. You're giving your money away to those loose women up in that place, you know. You better straighten up, and you just got saved. And he better have a big offering. And you better have a big <laughs> offering, yeah. Okay. So he didn't respond right then, but uh, later on that night, he parked his truck in front of her house <laughs> and went home. <laughs> So everybody else can judge her. Oh, that's right. Now, see, that's judging. That's judging. That's judging. See, that's judging. For she didn't know the facts, and so she just assumed. Okay, and so that's what you. That's what that's judging. Right. But God is going to hold us accountable for the sin of omission. The sin of omission is not calling out sin when we know good and well that the the action or the act that we're seeing our brother or sister committing or even we're committing. And we are denying it and saying, oh, that's, no, that's not sin, or I can't judge, or that's okay with God. That's called the sin of omission, because God is going to say, that's not according to my word. So the point is, if you can find it in the word of God, where yeah. God is speaking against it, and you see the action or something, then you're supposed to go and let your brother or sister know that, so that their blood won't be on your hands, because that's really talked about in the book of Ezekiel, yeah. you know, not letting the blood of your brother, if you see a man committing a sin and you say nothing, then his blood is going to be on your hands because he's going to, the Lord is going to say, well, you knew what he was doing wasn't right and you didn't say anything about it. So his blood is on your hand and then you will not be pleasing unto the Lord is what I'm saying. You're going to be held accountable by God. But if you call it out, but in love, this is not right according to the word of God, you give them the scripture. And for those of you that say or think that God then changed his mind, you can go to the book of Hebrews and it tells us very clearly that God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. That means his word is the same. Yes. What, what he thought about it back then is the same way that he's thinking about it today. Right. And, uh, you know, the Bible gives us an example of what happens when we are guilty of the omission of sin. Look at Eli. Yeah. 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 Right. His sons. He didn't, he didn't correct his sons. Didn't correct his sons. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they both died. 
And then he died. And he died. And the Lord said that there would be no more be, no more generations to come all through that seed, through that That's line. right. That's you know? right. At least gently instruct your brother. That's right. Because if it's against God, if it's sin, it ain't going into heaven, y'all. I know we like to think, especially at this time of year, no matter what we do, but everything is not acceptable by God. We have right. to understand that. It might be acceptable by man. Man might say it's okay. But everything is not acceptable by God. It's left up to the Christians to keep the Christ in Christmas. If we start talking about that gift that's under our tree and we open it up and it's John 3.16, we may not have another box under the tree. That's right. But we would remember that we have been given an everlasting gift just requires that we accept the gift. Amen. It's about the gift of life. Amen. First. Praise God. Yeah, and that's a great gift. That's a great gift. So that we can have eternal life. You have been listening to Pastors Melvin and Felicia Wallace of the Light of the World Church of God located in Hagerstown, Maryland. Our aim is to reach the masses for Christ across this nation and beyond through our A Light for Christ Outreach Ministry. We are a 501c3 nonprofit organization organized under the Church of God Ministries, Anderson, Indiana. We do hope you will support our efforts. How? Donate, subscribe, share the light, stay tuned in for all things inspirational at www.alightforchrist.com. You may also mail your gift to the Light of the World Church of God, 19813. Lettisburg Pike, number 107, Hagerstown, Maryland, 21742. We hope you have been enlightened, encouraged, and uplifted today. Join us again next week for another fruitful conversation in the Lord. Until then, may God bless you and keep you in his care.